Hello, hello, hello. Ah, hello and welcome, dear star signs, to yet another lunchtime chat. For those of you who are new, my name is Christina and I'm an acceleration expert. That is a consciousness acceleration expert. And we are here to talk about those topics and issues that are significant for us star seeds way showers and new paradigm visionaries. We have capacities, we have abilities that are not necessarily embraced by our larger human family. Therefore, we have a very different perspective to the kinds of challenges that we face on a daily basis. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, you guys let me know that my sound is coming through okay, please. Hello, Beverly. Hi, Sherry. Hey, Carol. Hey, guys. So good to see you. Um, there's a lot of uh, activity going on around, so that's why I have my headset on, just to make the sound better for you guys. So please let me know that it's coming through okay. Hey, Susan. Good to see you. Um, so... I am here to give, to the best of my ability, a liberated perspective to the kinds of challenges that we face during this time of transition, of chaos, of change. And, you know, <clears throat> you know, I share these perspectives, but, you know, it, it's not like I hear something in instant, well, sometimes it's instant, but a lot of times, you know, it takes some time to really sit with things and feel where I'm at with it. Okay. So I just want to share this with you guys. So you guys can, uh, you know, recognize perhaps what you need to really get uh, to an authentic place inside of yourself with the kinds of things that are going on. Thank you, Beverly, for letting me know. It's okay. Thank you, Sherry. Um, you know, cause we are bombarded with narratives. We are bombarded with information and, you know, and frequencies and energies, you know, we, we are, our system is inundated in these things. And, you know, sometimes if some, we have something really well digested and we're really anchored in our, in our, in our bio suit, you know, we might just know instantly as soon as we hear something, but a lot of times, you know, the stuff is so crafted and sophisticated, it takes time to, to sit with it, to really let things sit with you for a while so you can truly get to what it is you're actually feeling around a particular topic or issue. You know, I'm like this. I, you know, a lot of times I just, I reserve <laughs> judgment, comment, you know, I reserve the right to sit with things and feel them out. And uh, this is something that has really, really served me well on my path. You know, a lot of times, especially if you guys are with me in person, you'll notice that, you know, we might be talking about something and I'm, you guys maybe say some new information or whatever, and then I'll just pause and take a deep breath, you know, and, you know, just because somebody says something doesn't mean you have to respond. Okay. See, <laughs> so, you know, people feel very strongly about their views. And when we share, especially in person, for those of us who are sensitive or who are empaths, you know, we kind of automatically, sympathetically resonate with people. 
So when really, when we're with someone who's very strong in their views, or with a group of people who are very strong in their views, it may take a minute for us to actually gain our, gain our own inner bearings while with that group or with that individual. So it's completely okay. I want to give you guys permission. It is completely okay to just pause, take a breath, and say nothing if it doesn't feel like you're coming from a clear balanced space inside of you or if it's too uncomfortable to say nothing you can simply say i'll have to sit with that thank you for sharing what you shared there was a lot of energy behind what you said i'll have to sit with that that's completely okay what happens is when we're resonating with people or when we're in a banter or a back and forth kind of energy, the back and forthness sweeps us away and we lose touch with our inner rhythms and we, we ooze energy out. And now we're in the back and forth energy more than being in connection with what is authentically the truth happening inside. Okay. So, I'm, I'm just starting off with this so you guys can check in with yourself when I say certain things or when we go into certain topics. It's okay to not agree. In fact, it's better than okay to not agree. It's more important for you to be in connection with your own authentic truth than to agree with another person. It's more important energetically. It's more important for the quality of the relationship, for the quality of the connection. It's more important that you are in connection with your inner truth than agreeing. You guys, can you guys relate with me on that? Can you see why I'm saying that? I don't know about you guys, but my best and closest relationships I have that have endured, you know, years, decades, are the ones that are truly deep, authentic connections. Those are the relationships that endure the good times, the bad times, the ups and the downs. These are the connections that we truly appreciate in our lives. These are the connections that as we get older and go into the later times of life, these are the connections that we truly appreciate and feel we can rely on. So I'm saying this because I want to, this is a good um, segue into opening the door into the next thing that I want to talk about. And that is, you know, the energies are very strong right now. And of course, they've been getting stronger, 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 stronger. It's almost every week I'm like, woo, those energies, <laughs> right? But now that we're pacing ourselves with the influx of these energies, maybe we can notice that there's lulls and there's highs and there's lulls and there's highs. And maybe we figured out a way to just pace ourselves with these influxes. Uh, 
And, you know, we're coming into uh, the, for the Northern Hemisphere, into the dark time of the year, which means this is the time for introspection. This is the time for slowing down and really digging deep inside yourself. Now, we just came out of Scorpio season. We're going into Sagittarius season. Okay. So, one thing I know about the Sagittarians in my life is that, well, the ones that are in my sphere as far as friends and whatnot, is that they do really value authenticity. They really value knowing how they really feel about something. Okay. And then that's going to take us into, that's going to take us into the solstice season. And solstice is a season because it's the weeks before the solstice and the weeks after the solstice that encompass the energies of the turning into the, the, the new dawn, the ending of one lunar or solar cycle and going into a new solar cycle. So authenticity, authenticity is so important because this, as we cultivate that skill, that knowing, that habit, we will be able to see through these narratives so much easy, more easily. Okay, narratives that have really got us in the got us by the gut of the past, we can cut through by having that truth compass and our authenticity. Hello, darling Tasha. Good to see you, love. Yes. This is, this is important. And right now there's a lot of discussion about the influx of energies. These are stellar frequencies, intergalactic frequencies. And of course, um, you know, uh, other types of energies from within our matrix bombarding us. So on a human level, the, uh, there's the energies, of course, of heightened conflicts heightened in, um, in uh, scenes of injustice, heightened oppression. You know what I mean? All, it's like all this is boom, 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 heightened, heightened, heightened. And then we're going into the holiday season for those of you that have a holiday season in the month of December. And that just puts even more pressure on people. So the stage is ripe for some sort of an additional narrative to be put onto the shoulders of people to, you know, for that stress. But this authenticity meter that you're cultivating inside yourself will really help you because the more you cultivate it, the stronger your commitment is to it. The less willing you are to compromise yourself for the sake of appearances, for the sake of what others want of you you are less willing to give yourself away to scenes, scenarios, relationships that don't really mean anything. As in, they're not deep, authentic connections that will endure time, that will endure through your life. Now, in Western culture, for a lot of people, that includes family members. I know many, actually most of the families that I know have alienated, have um, 
what do you call that? There's a word for it. Um, uh, when they're distant, you don't ever talk. There's a word for that. All right, it's escaping me right now. <laughs> but many families have members that they uh, completely alienate, um, leave out, who are disconnected. And sometimes it's the black sheep, a.k.a. the starseed, the wayshower, the shaker and groover. And other times it's the opposite. But it's not unusual for families to be fractured in the Western world. Now, here in Central America, and this is also so when you go further south into um, South America, the family unit is still very, very strong. There's a lot of advantages to that. The neighborhood unit is also very strong. It's actually culturally insulting to not want to know who your neighbors are, to not know who their names are, to not know about their family and where they come from. It's actually insulting. Now, in the West, if you start asking people that you see all the time what their name is, where they're from, where they live, they might consider that rather intrusive. So it's a bit of, it's the opposite. And I really feel like this is because that familial connection is something that is a strength in the cultures south of the border. So going back to estranged. Thank you, Susan. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, family members who are estranged. That's not an unusual scenario for a lot of Western families. Um, so the more you're committed to your own authenticity, the more you are um, likely to take care of your energy and stay tuned in with yourself. And the, this is, um, this, the bar is getting upped for this strength. And that is because, um, there, there are some really intense narratives and energies being forced onto the collective right now. Now, Back in the equinox, I talked about this really interesting piece about the medicine being in the poison, the medicine being in the poison. This is so important because when you are in connection with your truth compass and you are cultivating your connection to that, that is how you find the medicine in the poison. And so as the climb, as the, um, the stacking of these hostile narratives build, it is revealing something that is so important, that is so big, and who has been a major poison to the consciousness of humanity for thousands of years. This is a reversal program that has been manipulating humans for so long. And that is truly evil acts done by beings who appear to be good. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? That is, on the surface, it's said to be for the good of people, but actually the intention is the opposite. A great example of this is the pedophilia within the Catholic Church. This is an entity that is supposed to be actuating the will of God, and yet over 80,000 priests worldwide have been connect, have been uh, convicted of pedophilia. Right? Does that sound like an organization that propagates the will of God? 
Don't even get me going on the Inquisition. For those of you guys who aren't familiar with what the Inquisition is, this was the systematic genocide, rape, pillaging, and conversion of the indigenous peoples around the planet. It's not even of just one con continent. It's the entire planet. So this reversal program has been deeply rooted within the consciousness of humanity deeply rooted within the consciousness of humanity. It is so normal, people don't even recognize it. They don't even notice it until they do, of course. So the deeper the poison, the harder it is to find the medicine within it. Okay. So the Catholic Church is a great example. Actually, pretty much all religions, great example. Spiritual practices, new age spiritual practices, of course, great example. I just had an interaction today that totally, <laughs> well, first I was appalled, but then I started laughing because it was so funny. It was so funny because this person completely embraces the fact they're a complete hypocrite. And it was because the post was rhetoric. Um put forward by Western or um, whatever, what, what is it, right wing, left wing, I think it was a, a left winger, I think he's a left winger. Um, here, let me go back to so I can quote it appropriately, because I am notorious for messing up quotes. It's so funny. I am so bad about messing these quotes up. Um, where is it at? Where is it at? Here it is. Here it is. Oh, good. I'm surprised you didn't. Uh, all right, so this was, a, all right, so this comes from somebody who posts a lot of divisive rhetoric, a lot of um, uh, conservative hate, Trump hate, I mean, pretty much anything that disagrees with the agenda of, I think they consider um, left wing. You know, I'm, I'm not really completely versed in this, so you guys got to know, because I, I pay minimal attention to it, but I, I pay attention to people, because I want to get to know people. I don't really care about affiliations politically or not. I mean, I've always thought I was um, an environmentalist, you know, uh, liberal person, but during COVID, I realized, oh, okay, maybe I'm not. Maybe just because I care about the environment and the goodness of people that, <laughs> you know, it's like that that bar moved. So now I have no idea what these things are. I, I'm just, you know, I, I'm just exiting the program. Well, obviously, I'm not even living in the States anymore. But anyway, all right, here we go. It says, one mistake you should never make in life, in this life. This is, this is it. One mistake you should never make in this life is to allow yourself to be recruited by someone to hate another person who hasn't wronged you. Only a fool inherits other people's enemies as a sign of loyalty. <laughs> okay. Sounds like great wisdom, doesn't it? But since this person is a hater, I was, you know, of, you know, post a lot of divisive rhetoric. My response is like, oh, does this mean you're going to, you're done propagating um, the other divisive dehumanizing rhetoric? Just asking. Any replies? Of course not. This is somebody who's considered a shaman in his community. Okay. And I'm picking on this example because it's a perfect example of how wrong New Age spiritual practices have gone. Okay. 
They might as well just be religions. I have a dear sister, Starshine, that's been in our community and Facebook for a long time. One of our top contributors for years. She's recently exited the spiritual game and she reports to me that she has not had more peace and happiness ever. Since, but, you know, since she's completely dropped the whole spiritual practice that she's been practicing. She was in Sedona. She did, you know, a lot of the Indian um, Vedic teaching. She was a body worker, you know, into healing, health, wholeness, all that stuff. And she finds more peace now in her life, now that she's dropped all the spiritual rhetoric than ever before. Okay. I'm saying this so you guys can wake up, get out of the program, because the lie is different at every level. The lie is different at every level, in every compartment. The only way through this is by cultivating your own truth compass. Okay? The only way so far that I have found. If someone else has found a way, please share it. I am down for entertaining what it is you found that is effective. Okay. Now, the reason why I'm excited about this is because it's coming to the surface into mainstream. This reversal program is getting brought to the surface into the mainstream. And of course, who brings it to the who brings it to the surface but the Wall Street Journal and Elon Musk. Now, say what you will about Elon Musk. I know there's a lot of conflicting ideas about him, especially when it comes into the transhumanism movement, when it comes into, um, you know, him being deep state and, or, well, and then there's the opposite. A lot of people don't like him because they think he's ultra conservative. They don't like what he did with Twitter, whatever, whatever your opinion about him, let it be there. Okay. But he said something that was golden, absolutely golden. And I wrote it down so I can quote it for you because to me, Seeing this uh, and seeing this circulating through mainstream media means that this reversal program, this 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 universal reversal program's time is just about up. People are, are going to wake up. And this is exciting news, folks. To me, it's exciting news. My inner compass says, oh, hell yes. Game on. Okay. So, uh, oh, let me set up the scenario a little bit. So evidently, all right, I didn't know, I don't know what the quotes were. I don't know anything about what was said. I just know that there was a comment about, he made some comments about the um, Israel-Hamas situation and people didn't like it. And he ended up deleting the tweet and then apologizing. And then now he's on this, getting interviewed by the Wall Street Journal. And is it the Wall Street Journal or the Washington Post? All right, I'm completely dyslexic about the W, so there you go. All right, but I wrote the quote down, so this is for sure. <laughs> word for word, what he says. All right, so they were um, talking to him about uh, environmental acts and, you know, pretty much the kinds of, the kinds of things that the... Um, the mainstream media care about. And he says something about, you know, he's done more for, he's done more for, um, 
global warming than anybody with the invention of the Tesla and how the how successful a Tesla was without any advertising, you know, that kind of thing. And, uh, and the interviewer is like, well, how does it feel to be that man? Right. <laughs> so Elon goes, says this, what I care about is the reality of goodness, not the perception of it. And what I see all over the place is people looking good while doing evil. And he goes on to say, fuck them. I don't have to dash that out. This is my channel. I'll swear on it. <laughs> so you guys, can you feel what he's saying? Oops. Oh, I went blurry here. Let me cover it up. Can you guys feel what he's saying with that? That program that he's talking about right there can describe nearly every narrative we've gotten involved, every problem, reaction, solution, manipulation that we have gotten involved with for the past thousand years. Okay. Including the crusades. All right. So that's 2000 years. Okay. I don't know if you guys know, remember some of the narratives from your history about the, um, the different, like the Alamo. Remember the Alamo, remember the Alamo. That was the narrative to get us involved in the um, Spanish American war. But when you go there, when you go to the Alamo, they openly say, oh yeah, there's no way that it happened the way we're telling you it happened. That's all a lie. There's no way it could have happened that way. <laughs> And they say it was just propaganda to get us involved in the war. Okay. I'm going all the way back then. And then remember the Britain, the, is it the Britain or the Britannica? It's a, a ship that went down, supposedly got, got sunk by a U-boat, got us into World War One. Then there was the, um, the attack on Pearl Harbor. Now there's lots of interesting discussions about that, um, that, that perhaps that was um, done on purpose to get us involved in World War II. Then you have the um, uh, the different, so those, those are different war narratives, but now then you also have these things about the La Cucaracha, you need this because of that. Problem, reaction, solution, like Ike has uh, laid out so clearly, so beautifully over all these years. This is, this is a reversal that's coming to the surface, doing good, saying you're doing good while doing harm. And the, um, the climate change narrative is no different, right? Now I am for proper custodianship of the Pachamama, of mother nature, of each other, of our resources that bring abundance nourishment and plenty for all humans. I am absolutely for that 100%. But the different policies that are brought forward and all this stuff, it's clear that it's a lie that it's for the goodness of humanity. Example, solar panels. I have solar panels on my rig. I have a rig when I'm in the States. I can be completely off grid almost indefinitely. Uh, so I absolutely buy into and believe on the wonderful convenience and the, uh, the, the ecological, the eco-friendly factor of solar panels. But 
after I invested into all that, the solar panels, the batteries, all this, the inverters, you know, the whole technology, I learned about what it takes to create those solar panels and how those mines destroy indigenous lands and enslave people, enslave not just people, but children to mine this highly, these highly toxic substances. Nobody talks about that. So then I'm thinking, wow, maybe solar panels aren't such a great option, <laughs> okay? But that is completely hidden unless you go looking for it. And people instead have this other narrative that's getting propagated. Again, appearing to do good when really doing evil, okay? Medical system, the, the medical mafia is a really huge game uh, player in that too. Any alternative suggestions to curing cancer, they get attacked. When I was 19 years old, I, um, I rented a room from a dear brother Starshine who was a macrobiotic chef, which is a very old school healing modality that, that was made popular for healing cancer. But he had to keep everything on the down low even though there were hundreds of people in that area that healed themselves from from um, uh, from peri uh, from heart disease to uh, prostate cancer to uh, breast cancer to lymphatic cancer to brain tumors. I mean, people were healing themselves of incurable diseases with macrobiotics, but he had to stay completely on the down low so he wouldn't have the establishment come after him. Dr. Day, she was a department head at the Cleveland Clinic, had breast cancer, took all the typical allopathic medicine treatments to the point where they're like, wrap up your affairs. There's nothing we can do. This is it. She rejected that. She then cured herself of cancer, told her friends at the Cleveland Clinic and got blackballed. Okay. So the medical mafia appears to be doing good but doing evil. You see what I'm saying? When I'm saying evil, I'm talking about acts that are against life. I'm not talking about the biblical sense, because even that is a reversal, right? <laughs> All right, here, dear uh, young trick. Hey, how you doing? He has a comment here. He says, I feel it deep deeply. Elon always knows and has said that the planet can easily provide for more than double the current population. He's a smart dude. Yes, he's a very smart dude. Oh, and here, you guys, you know what I found out? Of course, no, because knowing people really matters. This online relationship, I mean, I love you guys. Don't get me wrong. I love you guys. I love that we meet online and we have these conversations. But what I'm saying is that your real relationships, the one that actually matter in your life are the ones that are in person. Because real people matter. So I have a friend of mine who is uh, associated with Elon and they go on to tell me, did you know that he has a twin brother that is deeply, deeply into permaculture and to healing soil and healing the earth? He's deeply into it. As much as Elon is into technology, his twin brother is into nature, natural technologies. Now, isn't that interesting? So you would never know this if you just know him by the social, by the media stuff. It actually takes someone to know somebody to find out more of the deeper stories, you know? So our human connections are our most important connections. 
All right. Welcome, Callie. Good to see you, darling. So these reversal programs can be, the unraveling of them can be accelerated by you, by me. Okay. And, uh, and this is what the next piece I want to talk about, the things that you could be doing to accelerate the unraveling of this reversal program. So I already talked about cultivating your truth compass, cultivating your capacity for authenticity, right? I was uh, having dinner with a dear friend of mine here who is a, um, she's a nurse. Well, used to be a nurse. She had to end her participation in the medical mafia because she didn't like the dance of the La Cucaracha nor the Jibbity Jab. So, um, so she's in a different profession altogether now. But anyway, we had a conversation and she shared with me a study that um, a group of people did that she found fascinating. And what they did was that they were testing, they were using, I think it was bio, bio resonance machines to test the quality of frequencies of different um, states of being. So there's of course, joy, happiness, anger, lust, you know, of this, all these different states of being. And shockingly enough, the highest frequency state of being was not love. Shockingly enough. Now, she's saying that because in the spiritual alternative spiritual community, in that narrative, there's nothing higher than love. Love is love is uh, love is all there is. Okay, and the a lot of the um, I'm going to call it twisted Vedic teachings say that love is the highest. Okay. Now, I've had the benefit of working with powerful immortal masters. So this idea was not shocking to me when it was when she said it, because I was already aware that love was not the most powerful force in the universe, nor is it the highest existence. The highest intent of the universe is not love. That's a very close second, but there's something above that. Um, but let me get back to her story. So she goes on to tell me what they shockingly discovered, what they shockingly discovered in this study that the highest frequency of being was authenticity, authenticity, authenticity. So that means if you're in your authenticity, and whatever feeling you're in, whether it be love, joy, frustration, whatever it might be, it's more powerful in frequency, more, um, I think it's, um, there's like a, a word for it, there's like a congruency in frequency than love. So fake love means nothing. It means nothing. Fake gratitude means nothing, guys. I know, I know. Shocking, because there are so many spiritual practices, especially around here where everybody's all about love and light, but not about authenticity. They get hit with something authentic and they don't know what to do with it. They don't know what to do with it. 
They don't know how to transform it, transmute it. All they know is how to vomit their love and light over it. Authentic presence, what this does, this is my own experience, it transforms and transmutes, not by making anything wrong, not by passing judgment. Authenticity allows you to hold space, authentic space. And when you hold space, you are able to witness something so deeply for somebody, it unravels, it transforms, it transmutes without words, without words. When you hold authentically inside of yourself a loving space, you become your own healer. The caveat to that is blind spots. So blind spots is still an issue. You only can see what you can see. You only can hold space for what you can hold space for. And this is why having multiple people tracking groups is very, very powerful. It has to be authentic, though. It can't be, you know, the surface stuff. When you're tracking in your authenticity with a group of people, it's very, very, very profound. Liberating. <laughs> yeah, thanks, young trick. <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay, so let me go back to um, dear Toltec master and Moto master that I worked with, Almin. When this was many years ago, maybe like 2007, 2008, something like this. Um, she goes on to a teaching. So she was in a, she was in that time was working on completely melting, transforming, ending linear time. And of course, in that process, what we ended up facing was pretty heavy duty archon resistance to that. So needless to say, it, you know, it was a piece of work. But what brought, got brought forward during that process was her bringing forward the voice of what we what we might call a cosmic mother. This is the primal cosmic creational force that is within all things. And it's and that revealed that love is not the highest frequency. Love is not the main consciousness or the highest consciousness or the highest intent. That's a better way of saying it. It's not the highest intent. Though it is so, it's, it's right up there. It's like number two. But before that, the highest intent and I've said this before in the chats, is infinite movement. Infinite movement. Because when you are dealing with the vastness of reality, you cannot have something that is infinite that has a beginning. Because everything that has a beginning has an end. Think about that. Sit with that one. Yes, love is the great elixir that can heal all things. Love is the lens of liberation. Absolutely. In every way, shape, and form. But that which has beginning has an end. 
So the highest frequency of our reality is infinite movement. Infinity. And that blows out of the water so much of the new age spiritual rhetoric. It just does. So when I meet people, I don't really care about what their practices are, though. I mean, they might be very passionate about it, want to share it. And that's great because I love it when people are passionate about things. I love that. I get, I get jazz listening to people talk about their passion. Okay. But I can truly love and appreciate humans that have no spiritual practice whatsoever simply because they're authentic. They're just authentic. It's just natural for them. Some people, you know, they could be a total redneck, but are so freaking real. They are so authentic, right? They could be, you know, they could be, you know, wandering the streets here in Mexico, you know, brought up under terrible, horrible circumstances. They are authentic. So easy to be with them. Okay. So authenticity finds authenticity. The more authentic you are, the more you are going to bring forward and cultivate authentic connections, authentic friendships. Okay. I once heard a woman say that the word authenticity is overused. And, and at the time I kind of chuckled like, yeah, maybe, maybe. But then I thought about it and I think, you know, what she was really trying to describe, but didn't have the words for is that the word authentic is misused. There's a lot of people that don't know the difference. I would say most people don't know the difference. And the difference in my experience is the voice of your ego driver versus the voice of your spirit. The voice of your spirit is your authentic truth. Unfortunately, the things your spirit tells you, it's not in congruency with what the outer world tells you. Okay. The voice of your spirit usually is telling you to do something that absolutely terrifies you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the voice of the spirit isn't interested in entertaining the needs of the ego. It's all about authentic living. An added benefit to being authentic with yourself is health, wellness. Your bio suit will thrive because our body is hyperdimensional. It's very sensitive to energies. It's very sensitive to our thoughts, our emotions, our attitudes, our perspectives. Okay. It's very sensitive to those things. And if you are navigating this reality, not knowing who you really are, you're going to surround yourself with relationships, with communities or whatever that are not in harmonic resonance. And then you're just feeding conflict feeding the disharmonic and creating disharmony. You're doing your part in keeping this disharmony going versus using your will, your perceptions, this bio suit to create harmony, to create beauty. When you are in an alignment this way, you are truly bringing love to the world because beauty and harmony 
inspires love, inspires appreciation. So these, so, so what I'm saying with all this, you know, for what you could be doing to do your part to end the power of these reversal programs is work at hearing your, the voice of your spirit and taking action on it, taking action on it. And end your willingness to feed things that aren't true to you. End that. Stop doing the things that you loathe doing. That doesn't mean not working hard. Because you can have a labor of love. You can work really hard and love every minute what you're doing. Like really believe in what you're doing and, you know, that is a noble act of will. That's something that is in line with your spirit, right? But if you are feeding relationships that don't work for you, if you are feeding, giving your life force to a job that you hate, if you are feeding a system that you know is incongruent with your value system, you and you alone are the one responsible for getting yourself out of that. And you, me, the more actions we take in alignment with the voice of our spirit, that's us doing our part to help liberate humanity from this ridiculous reversal grid that we're in. Okay? <laughs> yeah. And we be authentic and truthful with ourselves and the people in our lives. Yeah, I have a dear star shine in my life that has a hard time with me. But at the same time, they really want to be in my life. And that's because they're incongruent. Their spirit knows that I'm offering something. My presence is offering something very rare and they really want. But their ego driver gets so triggered by my honesty, right? And the different ideas that I have that they, they struggle. They go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And they definitely wanted, they definitely challenged me a lot on things. One of the big things that um, I get challenged on from this Dear Starshine is that why do I pay attention to things that are less than love? Why do I speak out things that I observe that are less than love because my words create reality. My thoughts create reality, all this stuff. You know, there's a, um, a real strong, uh, oh, what's that guy's name? Dispensa um, thread, you know? And my response to this is I pay attention because I care. I care about what people are going through. I care about what they're feeling. I care about what they're thinking. Not as in I need to change myself to accommodate them, but as in the space of they matter. They are seen. Okay? So to me, it's an act of love to pay attention to these things. 
It's an act of compassion to pay, pay attention to these things. You know, for a long, long, long time, I had these three-inch thick rose-colored glasses, man. <laughs> and boy, did that cause problems in my life. That blind spot was thick. I really had to have cracking after cracking in order to get through those that blind spot. Okay, and really be willing to see things as they are and not how I want them to be or how I would prefer them to be. You know, because those that blind spot was getting me into trouble. I was surrounding myself with people who didn't have my best interest at heart. I was surrounding with people who were jealous, who were undermining, okay, who to my face were supportive, but when I'm not looking, we're undermining. You see what I mean? And I would, I'm, I'm, I kind of just have this in me. I'm just like a, a really generous person. Once I meet somebody and I get to know them and I can see their potential and the truth of who they are, I love them, you know, and, you know, and I'm very generous with people I love. I do my best to find ways to be supportive to be an asset in their world. And what would happen is that these rose-colored glasses were so thick, I would get into this relationship, many different relationships, all different kinds, colleagues, friends, you know, stuff like this. And I would give and give and give, wanting to lift them up, help them in any way that I can, you know, but I was in, I had, these friends and these relationships that were just in it for what they got out of me. They didn't actually care about my well-being. In fact, they would undermine me whenever it made them feel good to do that. Okay? I was blind, so blind. It wasn't until my second cracking, which is a technique to crack the ego driver open, did I finally open my eyes to the level of betrayal I was surrounded by because I literally believed I mean I looked around my world and all the people in my life and I believe that I've never been betrayed by anybody no one's betrayed me no 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 I love everybody they're all great but then this cracking happens the blindfold comes off and I realize oh my gosh people are really trying to screw me over <laughs> and it wasn't until after the fact when they really did something that was so undermining and hurtful. I was shocked by it. And then I was like, wow, well, the blinders are off now. And though it really hurt for me to let those friendships go, it was the best thing. It was the best choice I could have ever made because I had that much more bandwidth for those friendships that really mattered. Those friendships that were people who were as committed to me as I was to them, as authentic with, with me as I was with them. And from that period of my life forward, I have this ongoing agreement with the friends and close people in my life. And that is me being honest with you, me telling the truth is my love language. I'm honest with you because I love you. I say things that I feel like are the truth because I love you. It's an act of love that I'm doing that. And please, please, please be honest with me in return. I need that. 
that is how I stay grounded in reality. That is how I can cultivate my authentic truth compass. If you're around people that blow smoke up your ass all day, you're not going to get a accurate truth compass because people aren't being honest with you. <laughs> you know, I think spirit of my dad must be with me because these kinds of things, this is stuff that he would say. <laughs> I just thought about that. <laughs> so <clears throat> surround yourself with people who are honest with you. Let people being honest with you be that love language that supports you in becoming the authentic human that you are. Your authentic self is more valuable in this reality than your fake happy smile self, than your PC self, okay? Way more. Your kids are going to appreciate it a lot more too. It might be difficult as teenagers because, you know, they're cultivating this weird backwardness in the indoctrination process in the schools. But, well, I guess if you homeschool, you have an advantage. You can always be with them and honest with them and they'll appreciate that. But if they're in the school system, that might not be such an easy thing to get away with. Anyway, you teach integrity, impeccability by doing this. And not only does truth, integrity, impeccability bring authenticity into your world, it also helps you build personal power. So if you are a healer, let's say, you're going to get even more powerful, even more accelerated as a healer. If you are a um, maybe an artist, something like this, you are going to have even more potent wells of inspiration to draw from in your art form. No matter what it is, music, poetry, anything you create, any vision that you are envisioning to manifest, whether it be an entrepreneurial endeavor, endeavor, a book or whatever, the more authentic you are, the deeper that well runs and the more potent your work is going to be. And this is why, circle back around to the beginning, I was absolutely surprised by that medicine man's or well self-proclaimed, I'm gonna say self-proclaimed shaman, was willing, so willing to be a hypocrite because he has no sense of integrity of his behavior, no integrity of his word. That means that his healing work is crap. It's not real. It's for his own personal validation. And I find this really appalling because it's people like that that give people like you and me a bad name in these collectives it's like people think it's all that's why it's called woo woo guys that's why it's called woo woo because you have all these people with no integrity doing things creating a name for whatever you know whatever energy work they do and that's what people think it is and then when you come along who's the real deal you know people think it's that but it's not this is also why I don't talk about the work that I do and with just anybody. I really have to feel the activation, the encodements inside of somebody to talk about it with them. 
I'm not interested in telling everybody about what I do and their brother. I'm interested in, in making connection with the right people, with those who are activated, who are encoded, that have the capacity to do something with what I'm saying, what I'm sharing, what I'm transmitting. Because all this, all these words, right? All these words are, are for your mind. And especially if you spend time with me in person, this is all energy I transmit. Why? Because it's authentic. You know, I'm the real deal with what I do. It's authentic. It, it oozes out of my pores. <laughs> okay. I just also happen to be able to put good words to it. All right. Dear Sister Starshine Kelly has something she wants to add. She said, I just had this experience at a holistic healing fair. I was at, um, I, I, sorry, I added a word in there. It shouldn't be All right, a holistic healing fair. I was a participant of, and there were practitioners quote, that were exactly the kind of people who give the collective a really bad rap. Exactly. 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 You know, in, a, in the academy, guys, we don't need tools. We don't, you don't need anything but your birthday suit. I'm serious. You have it all within you. You don't need anything else, nothing else. It's all about building a strong energy field, cultivating your truth compass, and then learning how to fly, like really soar with the potency of who you are as a multi-dimensional being in a bio suit. I'm serious. That's all you need. Now, these teachings, these modalities, these lineages, this is the remnants of what survived the great cataclysm, the great fall of consciousness. These are remnants of what survived. Imagine what it's like to have a whole collective of people who are activated. They're aware of themselves as infinite being in this bio suit. <laughs> How powerful that is. Okay. So these practices, these teachings, these lineages, they have nuggets that are very, very powerful. But who really makes them powerful? You do with your integrity, with your impeccability, with your authenticity. You are the powerhouse. You are what make these modalities powerful. It's not the modality itself. It's you. So you have all these amazing experiences with people in these different um, like faith healing modalities, different Christian modalities that, you know, exercise demons and stuff with their prayers. They think it's God doing it. No, it's the strength of their own spirit doing that. It's their own spirit. It's not Yahweh, the Archon. No. It's you. It's your human spirit showing up in its glory, in its power. That's what's doing it. And that's the kind of stuff we learn in the academy. It takes time. That's, that's the other part that maybe is not attractive to some of our younger folks. It takes time to cultivate this, okay? Because there's a lot to undo. There's a lot of unlearning that needs to happen. There's a lot of habits that need to be unlearned and new ones to be developed. So it takes time. But when you're activated, when you're encoded, you can come in and soar within just a few months. 
<laughs> you know, really. These are key, key pieces for true empowerment in a biosuit. All right, darlings. Oh my gosh, time just flies. So, so flies. All right, loves. Thank you so much for letting me go on this rant with you. If this is resonating or if you feel like someone you know will benefit from hearing this talk, I encourage you to like, subscribe, and share this video with them. Um, be careful, though, on certain social media outlets. I don't want you to get banned because sometimes I say, say things that, you know, I've had a couple of videos banned for talking about whatever, um, some kind of dis disinformation. So just be careful with, with, uh, which social media you share it with. You might want to do it through private messenger or something. Anyway, please, please get the, help us get the word out about these videos if you find this helpful. And if you guys are really down or interested in being a part of community of people who are cultivating their authentic multidimensional self, I encourage you guys to check out our Lifebody Essentials subscription in the Lifebody Academy. That's lifebodyacademy.com. And this is three meetings a month where we teach you and give you the, the experience of very potent techniques for good energy hygiene, building a strong energy field, activating latent quantum encodements within your Lifebody, and also group energy tracking learning the magic, the secret of how to track energy with a group of people. That alone is life-changing. It is life-changing. It really helps you understand how to relate to multiple perspectives of the same energy that you're looking at. It really, really helps bring the authenticity forward from within you and be able to accept other people. So that is um, the third meeting. So, so if any of this sounds attractive to you, I encourage you guys to check that out, Lightbody Essentials, lightbodyacademy.com. And that is it for me today. Love you guys. Mwah, mwah, mwah. And we shall see you next time. Bye-bye.